Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. Hi there, and welcome back once again. Today's topic is a really interesting one, and I think something that most parents are really never told about or educated on, and it's so important as far as your child's not only their health, but really definitely affecting their behaviors, and it's kind of, one of another one of those underlying issues. So children with autism, of course, as we know, have GI problems. Their gut and digestion are usually having a lot of issues, and, and there are multiple reasons for that. But what's not commonly known is how much the gut directly affects the brain and their behavior and how part of that problem comes from opiates. So yes, studies, which I will link to in today's show notes, show the same opiates that come from opiate-derived drugs come from some foods when they are broken down in the gut. And then people with autism have a much harder time breaking down these opioids. They're also called exorphins due to poor digestion and poor detoxification. We know our kids' detoxification pathways are congested and weak and we need to support them. And for this reason, these opioids build up to large numbers further affecting their health and behavior. 
So these opiates are just what they sound like, opiate and morphine derivatives. And they give that spacey lick and that look and that lack of ability to concentrate. And they have the same drug-like effects of morphine. So our kids literally, literally become addicted to them. I hear this all the time when a parent says they're trying to get their child on a gluten-free or casein-free diet. And their child is just, you know, going into tantrums over it. And there are multiple reasons why. And we'll talk about some of those here today. Um, so gluten is the protein in wheat products and casein is the protein in dairy products. And gluten creates opioids called gluteomorphines and casein creates ones called caseomorphines. These two food sources should be removed from your child's diet completely and long-term long ongoing. They are not healthy foods. They create these opiates. They're very inflammatory, destroy the gut lining. And uh, we'll talk about a few other things here today, like for one that, uh, that glyphosate, the Roundup weed killer, is sprayed on wheat crops before it goes to harvest. So we're also eating Roundup weed killer, which does disrupt and even destroy the gut lining as well. And, and unfortunately, the other foods like spinach and rice and soy, which soy is bad as well too, but, you know, spinach is, you know, can be a healthier food, but it also contains opioids and can contain oxalates. And these things can actually cause disruption in your child's gut and in their behavior as well. So they also, again, have these opiate producing properties so if you notice then your child's craving breads, crackers, pasta, and other processed carbohydrates filled with wheat and possibly dairy too, then it's that these opiates are, again, they're completely addictive, just like the drug, and they could be a big part of the reason why your child is craving those so much. And common foods that contain gluten, so they also contain these, these properties, are not only wheat, but also barley and rye and soy sauce and gravies. And really, really be aware of non-food-based products as well as gluten hidden in many foods, which it's in salad dressings and in things that you wouldn't even think it's in. So always read your food labels. And then due to the nature of biology, one person can be unaffected by a food or toxin, where another is greatly affected by the same product. So some individuals are really sensitive uh, by merely even touching a food with their hands that can cause severe reactions because the skin absorbs immediately within seconds. We're absorbing the properties of whatever we touch. Seemingly harmless toys can have an effect on a highly sensitive individual. Colored playing dough that children play with contains both gluten and food colorings. Both are bad and absorb through the skin which is again, our body's largest organ. And then it travels into the bloodstream just as a food particle that passes through the intestinal lining. So check the labels again, also on shampoos and lotions as well. These things that we put on our skin contain a lot of chemicals, other bad chemicals, as well as often containing things like gluten and wheat and dairy and soy products are as also commonly in things like lotions and and shampoos. And some I often hear too from parents, you know, Karen, my child's been on a gluten-free, casein-free diet and they're still not better. And, you know, we've been so strict with diet. Well, of course, as you've, if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know, 
all of the underlying root causes that we have to work with. And it's never just one thing. There are additional dangers to the digestive tract. And it's important not to load the system up with gluten, of course, and it can be a major setback or prevent recovery for most. And it's best to avoid it altogether. But again, we mentioned also that it's been heavily sprayed with glyphosate, the Roundup weed killer. It causes inflammation in the gut and the brain. It feeds candida, the pathogenic and bad microbes in the gut that have taken over and then they disrupt the whole gut dysbiosis and microbiome. And they crowd out and don't allow the good, healthy bacteria to come in. These things also create opiates in the body, disrupting the gut. And then remember that candida bores holes in the lining of the gut as well. So it's another big issue. Mold biotoxins from water-damaged buildings, Lyme disease, and parasites all contribute to a weak digestive tract, and they can contribute to creating holes in the gut, leading to what we call leaky gut, which allow undigested food particles into the bloodstream, which then create allergens and toxicity and make their way to the brain. Remember that the gut also controls the brain. It controls the ability for the gut to make neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine that regulate the brain's ability to regulate behaviors and keep us calm and reacting normally and in a typical situation rather than extreme or having no mood regulation or also affecting uh, sleep and appetite and our ability to focus and concentrate. And the gut also controls 80% of the immune system. So if your child's gut is weak, then it's very likely that they're uh, very sick all the time, or you might notice they just get, get ill or infections or things that happen to them a lot that have to do with their health. And this can be initially started from the gut. As I just mentioned, there are multiple things that do affect the gut. Today, we're going to talk about more, a little bit more about these opiates, because it's really interesting that you know, gluten can take up to two weeks or two months, I'm sorry, to remove itself from the system and casein about three weeks. And I sometimes hear my child's already on that gluten-free casein-free diet, They're still not better. So if you've been in 100% compliance for at least three months and there's been no improvement in symptoms, then remember it is very likely that your child's gut's not getting what it needs to recover from the damage that was done before the diet began. There are some, along with diet and other things we do, some natural supplements that are important to help in the process. There's an overgrowth of candida or pathogenic bacteria that needs to be addressed. They likely have mercury toxicity or heavy metals still remaining and preventing gut health. Parasites exist that are injuring the gut. Additional food allergies are existing. Mold exposure has created mold biotoxins that disrupt the gut. Their brain is in need of additional support it's not getting. It's not absorbing the nutrition from the foods they eat because of poor digestion and possibly leaky gut syndrome. Other foods such as soy, rice, and again, spinach create opiates and are still causing more disruption talked about Lyme disease and glyphosate. These again are all reasons why your child's gut may not be healing. Also remember, and I see this so often, good well-meaning parents switch out of the gluten-free diet, but then they give them their, their child a food that contains really horrible processed carbohydrates. So remember just because it's gluten-free does not mean it's good for you. So if you go to the gluten-free diet only to substitute the carbohydrate cravings that your child's having 
with different starches like potato flour and tapioca flour, their digestive system's having trouble with more than gluten and casein. That gut flora or good bacteria is usually so out of balance in their gut that it cannot successfully digest starches. But more importantly, the starches and sugars feed the bad bacteria in the gut, and this only makes the problem worse. This also is another reason why your child is craving those sugars and processed carbohydrates and gluten and casein because the sugars in those foods, even, even processed carbohydrates are turning to sugar in the body and they're feeding the candida and keeping it thriving in there. Well, as we start changing our diet, which is the key and the number one place to start before you know moving down the list, that if you are changing your child's diet and removing the foods that that candida needs to thrive, they start to die, which is what we want. But if we do it too quickly, then what can happen is they start to die fast and we have to do some detox support. We have to support their detox pathways, give them some toxin, toxic binders and things that will help their body to absorb and process out the toxins. Otherwise they get backed up and your child's behaviors get much worse. And you can even see tantrums and things like this with the die off reactions. You might see flu-like symptoms, headaches, uh, as well as rashes, various things that can happen. So uh, just be aware of die off and know how again important it is to support detoxification. Uh, you know, one, one thing that nobody wants to do is have to waste any time. So again, if you only remove gluten and casein from the diet, there's a strong likelihood that your child's gut will not get the chance to recover completely. And if their gut doesn't heal, neither will their brain or their behaviors become better and their quality of life improve. And again, it's never just one thing. The gut issues along with the toxins and co-infections create your child's symptoms of sleep issues, mood instability, including anger, their inability to focus and learn, their anxiousness, and so much more. So removing wheat products, dairy, and other inflammatory foods from the diet is always a good idea for multiple reasons, but remember that it includes the opiate derivatives. However, removing healthier foods from the diet that are also known to create them, such as spinach, can be more difficult, and some of these things can be needed for nutrition. We don't want want the buildup of these opiates, you know, so we need to heal their gut with all of the underlying issues being addressed and offer assistance to break down these drug-like chemicals in their body. And if you haven't gotten my free food guide yet, please do that. I'll have the link in the show notes. Uh, this is show number 173. So naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 173. Uh, my free food guide will give you the top seven foods to start eliminating to help your child's health and their behaviors, stop the inflammation and start overall improvement over time. And it's a slow process to wean your child off of these foods that they're very addicted to. So give yourself some time and patience, but it is key over time to make sure that you do do it. Supporting detoxification. Again, as I mentioned, when the yeast and the candida bad bacteria dies off, it releases toxins that can enter the bloodstream. This is also known as the scientific word for it is called Herxheimer's reaction. So I always refer to it just in the simple layman's terms of die off. It means that the liver cannot keep up with filtering out toxic waste being released by the dying pathogenic organism. 
This can cause headaches, fatigue again, and flu-like symptoms even. Some people even experience other things like diarrhea or constipation, and there may, may be much heightened emotional outbursts or hyperactivity. Remember, we're starving out that candida overgrowth in your child's body. And when they die, they release more toxins into the already overburdened body. The detox, path, detox pathways need support as well as some toxin binders in place to help sop up the extra toxins being released. Otherwise, we will see worsening behaviors while detoxifying. And I will link to a show where I covered that in a lot more depth. So one thing that I found very, very helpful in uh, my own son's recovery process is a product that I'm going to share in this episode because it's so helpful in removing the opiates. So along with healthy, the healthy diet, remo removing the inflammatory foods, I made sure my son's detoxification pathways were properly supported first. And this is important. By doing this, we reduce the likelihood of die-off reactions when detoxifying and especially when we're adding in a probiotic of any type. Now this, I'm, there are different types of probiotics and they do different things. The one I'm gonna talk about today is more focused on uh, removing the opiates from the body, it will help the gut as well. But, uh, but whenever we add in any type of probiotic, and of course it should always be a quality one, there are a lot of really bad products on the market. Whenever we add in any type of probiotic, remember we're helping the good bacteria in the gut to grow. When the good bacteria in the gut grow and they get stronger, which is what we want, then it crowds out the candida and the bad bacteria. And then what happens is that the bad bacteria, again, when they die, you're gonna get some die-off reactions. So you want to make sure before you do this, you have detox pathways supported, you have some toxin binders in place and you're supporting the liver product I want to mention is called HLC MindLinks, and it contains specific strains of Lactobacillus crispatus and Lactobacillus rhamnosus, which have been proven in scientific trials to degrade wheat and dairy exorphins and to attach to and colonize intestinal epithelial cells. MindLinks is made by a company called Pharmax that has an impeccable reputation. When I knew my son was stable and doing well, I began adding in about a quarter of a teaspoon. You want to start with a very, very small amount, even possibly an eighth of a teaspoon to begin, because you don't want to do too much too quickly and end up with, you know, large possible die-off reactions. Start with a little bit and we work up from always a slow and small amount up to more. So I started giving him a little bit of MindLinks twice a day before meals, and it helped to break down the opiates opioids in both the foods he was currently eating and from those that had actually built up in his system in the past. So you got to remember there are a lot already in your child's body as well as adding to them with the foods they make that they're constant that they're currently eating. So after giving mind links to my kids, their stomach aches, headaches, and behaviors improved tremendously within days. And this was both of my children, even my daughter, who's not on the spectrum, had increased, had had benefited from it in so much uh, that really it was, I couldn't believe it. I, I really saw such improvements in both of them. And I'll link to a study on the effects of the product on the exorphins and opioids and, and uh, including one that's done specifically for those with autism. So that'll be in the show notes for you. MindLinks is excellent, but also used short term. One or two bottles is usually enough to do the job, and it is not a long term 
product to use because it can it contains glutamine, which can turn into glutamate, and glutamate can be a trigger for those with seizures. Now, it's the lesser of two evils, and definitely uh, I found personally worth it. But if your child is sensitive to seizures, um, then uh, then you may want to avoid using the product. So I just wanted to mention that prior to using MindLinks. It's called HLC Mind Links. My son's stomach would hurt him almost every day. If he ate dairy products or foods with gluten, he would bend over in pain. And after using Mind Links, his physical health changed drastically for the better through the use of this product. And as his health improved, so did his behaviors. And I had no idea at that time, back then, many years ago, what a significant impact his GI tract was having on his brain and his behavior. He became calmer, less impulsive and reactive and more socially engaged. Well, we can't avoid the healthier foods in our daily lives because we we would likely become malnourished. The gluten and casein-free diet is based on ridding the body of these opiate receptors that can, can react with peptides in the body and we can live gluten and casein-free just fine. But vegetables are necessary for good health, and some of us need to eat meat. We need that extra animal protein, depending on our, our bodies and, uh, and our, our, our personal needs. So HLC MindLinks contains strains that work to digest both vegetable and meat exorphins. Yes, you can get those exorphins or exorphins from other vegetables and other meat products as well as gluten and dairy. So that's very important to be knowledgeable of. When you see your child's uh, behavior possibly change when they eat any new food, as well as a new supplement, of course, then you know that there are issues there. Histamines can be another big trigger for anxiousness as well. Uh, so make sure um, you, I've done episodes on on uh, histamines in the past as well. So you can you can look at those. But that's very important, especially if your child ends up with uh, issues of you know heavy anxiousness or rashes, and you're thinking, what's going on? So of course, there's a lot to learn to help your child. I'm here for you, but it all starts with the diet. So do remember this, please be sure to get my free food guide now and begin implementing the initial dietary changes your child needs for better health and behavior. It is definitely, definitely worth it. I know it can be a process, especially with picky eaters to transition. So again, take your time doing it, slowly start eliminating the bad foods and adding more of the healthy, good foods in. But I will also uh, be linking to uh, many of the things that I discussed in today's episode on today's show notes, which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 173. I hope this was helpful for you and benefits you on your journey. And I hope that you see positive changes in your child uh, from all of the things that you are implementing and remembering it's never just one thing. So be patient because there is work to be done. But in the end, it is all so worth it to help the quality of your child's life. And thank you as a parent for what you're doing and, uh, and what you're doing for your child, because I know it can be challenging. I've lived through this myself. I'm, I've gone through it and done everything that you're doing. So again, I'm here to help you support you. And I hope this was helpful. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Oh, and one last little caveat. If you found this helpful and you find the resources I share helpful, would you please go on your favorite podcast streaming line and give me a 
a good review, hopefully a five-star review, so that others can help. Uh, it can help others to find the the podcast and the information as well that I share, because there are a lot of parents like you and I are out there searching for these resources, and we want to help them find it. And that does help. So thank you again for doing that. I appreciate it, as do they. And take uh, take care, and I will see you next time.